back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shuffleware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm Anna. This week on Shelf Aware, we are uh, continuing our unit on books based on TTRPG worlds with the um, the first book, but not really the first book in the uh, Drizzt series. I think we I think we need to like agree on pronunciations for names at the top, but sure. um, I think it's Drizzt. I don't know. Um, and the book is called Homeland, and it's by R. A. Salvatore. Um, what'd you think about this one? Hmm. 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 Well, it was better than Toreador, for sure. Mm-hmm. Low bar. Uh, that's also accurate. <laughs> um, was it better than Warrior Cats? Don't know. Don't know. Warrior Cats feels a lot more progressive than this <laughs> Uh-huh. I also kind of feel like this was giving me similar Warrior Cats vibes, yes. right? Yes. Absolutely. It's weird. I was like, there's just a lot of action, a lot of scheming. fight scenes happening, and some political scheming. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly care about any of the characters. And mm-hmm. the main one is a huge Mary Sue. Yep. And like that's perfect, fine. I guess. Perfect boy. Just a perfect boy with beautiful eyes. <laughs> Purple um, eyes. It is. It is. This is hello. Welcome to my immortal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think? I am intrigued enough that I may one day return to this series. I am like, I'm in a phase of my life where I've put on a moratorium on, especially like spec fic series written by white men. Um, mm-hmm. I've just, I'm not, I, you know, my, my attentions are focused elsewhere. Um, this might be one I come back to later. I don't know. Again, would it, would it have been better if we had read the first, the actual first book in the series, as opposed to like the prequel series, even though this is book one. I hate, I hate when people do this. It just make it a new series. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Well, I We're think no it idiots. is technically a new series because I think it's like there's a bunch of series in the Drists. I think yes. it's a Warrior Cat situation. Yeah. Where it's like there is a overall story and whatever, but they're mm-hmm. not. And, you know, there's different individual series, I think. Yes. I think you, like, when you said it was, like, the Star Wars prequel trilogy mm-hmm. is this whole situation. Like, we are reading about, like, if Anakin was nicer, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I, I I think I agree with you that, like, I, I'm i not, this is not a book that I'm, like, I, I have to read more of them right now. But I also right. wouldn't hesitate to read more, I don't mm-hmm. think. I'm intrigued, certainly. Yeah. I do, you know, I, I, there is a lot of stuff. Like, this was written in, what, 1990? So there's a lot of stuff here that I feel like is more of, like, the classic problems with, with uh, D&D specifically. Uh, just, you know, with the whole, like, some races are evil and some races are yeah. not. And uh, I think the book was, was doing some work to be like, no, this way of thinking is bad. But, like, only having read this one book, I was like, you didn't do enough work. But I, I understand this is like the first book in a series. Um, so that that may be coming further down the line. But for it just being the first book, I was like, this was exhausting. This made me feel bad the whole way through. And the people I wanted Driz to get revenge on the most didn't see mm. any sort of repercussions. And I'm and, and, and sure it's coming. I'm, again, I'm fully aware this is the first book in a very beloved series by a lot of people um, I just, and that's on me for only reading the first one and stopping. I get it. I get it. Uh, it but, also did seem you know. a little bit like not to draw another Star Wars comparison, uh-huh, but it did uh-huh. read a little bit solo to me 
in that it seemed like there were kind of things that came up that mm. if I had read other Easter books eggs. in the series, I would be like, oh, yay, his cat is here. I'm yeah. so excited for that. Like, I know about their great bond, but because I didn't. That dwarf I, that got his hands cut off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I, I'm sure this is a thing later. Yeah. But. And I'm supposed to be like, ooh, cool, this is how it started. But I, you know, don't have the context for it. So exactly. I was kind of like, okay. So, you know, that's a little on us. We're choosing to remain ignorant about the rest of the series. At least I haven't read anything like plot synopses or anything of future books. I know nothing else about this character. Um, but, like, for, for, I guess, like, the first book in a prequel trilogy to a character that is already pretty beloved um you know this this just feels very like solid and standard for the time it was written you know it's got that like older fantasy vibe to it and that's that's what people look for sometimes and that's fine um I kind of said stuff about who should like about the book would you recommend it to anyone specifically yeah I think you know like if you're into D&D it might be worth checking it out there's some fun stuff in there if you're into the Drist books in general, I feel like this seems like it was a good one. I don't know. Yeah. Um, having no context for the character, I agree. Yeah, this, this seems like a fine book for a good guy. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a swell book for a nice dude. A nice book for a young upstanding lad. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, like if you were into the more like classic fantasy series, clearly this is a very well beloved one and it's like a longer series so you'll have plenty of material for a while mm-hmm. I, i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying i have no context to understand anything that happened in it it's fine <laughs> i feel like it it worked as a standalone story though like it was uh, yeah. complicated but it wasn't like i was lost it just didn't yeah. have the gravitas perhaps of mm-hmm. like it didn't carry as much significant impact i guess yes yeah so wonderful well, what um, else have you been reading? Uh, what else have I read? I read, I'm like a week behind on my reading recommendations. Because here's a romance novel coming at you. Perfect. That had sex scenes in it. Um, I read Dating Dr. Dill by Nisha Sharma. Oh, I didn't uh, read that one. Which was a cute little romance. Um, I can't, you know, I can't speak for like the representation in the book. Um, but I thought, I thought it was good. Um, I felt like we got a lot of information about like, you know, just there was for for a rom com. I thought there was some interesting commentary on like the children of immigrants' relationships with their families and stuff mm. um, that I really enjoyed. And um, basically, it's like kind of an enemies to lovers situation where uh, these two get together, have a hookup, but then she finds out that he doesn't believe in love and she's kind of searching for her soulmate and that leads them to have a very public argument that goes viral and then there's also some things like hey if we if we pretend to be engaged then we can both get the money that we need for our various projects whatever um and then it's romance they fall in love um I do I will say I I liked this book but one thing that really kept me from loving it is that the the main male character kept referring to his dick as Charlie and I'm oh, like, no. why Why did you choose, first of all, to continue to refer to your dick as Charlie, the, like, separate sentient entity from you? And also, why did you pick such, like, a weird white name for him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> it was a little like there, it was kind of cringy but if you can get beyond that uh I, I enjoyed it it was I read it and very quickly so <laughs> how about you I did read a quick graphic novel that I think came out last year called Coming Back by Jesse Zabersky, I think is okay. how it's pronounced. Um, it was cute. It was like a story about this magical world where you can like shape or shift things. And I think shifting is changing yourself and shaping is changing other things. Okay. It's this, and everybody's born from seeds. And it's these couple that... Um, one of them is like a really good magic person and one of them is no good at magic and then like this weird mist starts coming into the town and threatening it so the non-magic person has to go on an adventure to go try to figure out where the mist is coming from Mm -hmm. and the magic one is sad and then decides to adopt a seed by herself which is like frowned upon since she gets kicked out of the community because she's a single mother of a seed um and she has to go on an adventure and yeah they just go on magical adventures and the art is really trippy Oh, that's kind of neat. Okay. <laughs> Delightful. Delightful. Um, okay, let's talk about Drist. All right. Good. Yeah, let's get into it. It's, it's, it's a lot of plot. Yeah. Uh, so might as well just dive in. Um, so we have the book opens with the members of House Doerden launching an attack on House Dever. Devire, Devere. Just you're just gonna have to pick away and go with it. I think each time I'm gonna pronounce it differently to keep everyone on their toes. Perfect. Uh, so they're basically they're launching an attack to completely eliminate House Devere. They want it to have never existed. They're killing everybody in this household in order to increase their standing in Drow society. It's very hierarchical. Like the big noble houses are ranked, and only the top eight houses get a say in whatever their political structure is because spiders yeah the spiders eight eight legs but it seems like they just get together and like kind of gossip i don't know (laughs) drow society is really fucked up (laughs) like okay so the drow are like the evil elves in D &D, right Mm -hmm. they they live in the underdark which is like underground where a uh-huh. bunch of other creepy crawlies live and they're very light sensitive and because they live in the underground they have very dark skin which goes against any sort of sense yeah i didn't understand that things like, that no they're all and pale i would like to point out because like i feel like i'm sorry to be sinking into D discourse already on this podcast but i feel like every time the sort of like hey evil races are bad and also usually the evil races are coded as minorities in certain ways comes up people are like no they're not drow are just purple skinned like no they definitely say ebony skinned like multiple times in this book Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. they're just fully black like they're just fully black elves i don't know why 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 we're lying about this who can say it's just it's just very racially coded and then it gets into this weird like gender thing problem too i feel like which i'm sure we're gonna get into i don't know it was a lot and i am on the side of you should not have evil races in D &D, so this whole vibe of just every so often them being like the evil evil drow and their evilness and they were so dark and evil Uh, and i'm like okay well it even there's there's one point where they say something about lolf and they're like the unholy prayers and i'm like no 
because they are holy because they're sanctified to Lulth, who is a goddess, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Lulth's a goddess, and therefore it's holy. She's a evil-aligned goddess, but that doesn't make it not holy. It would yeah. still be radiant energy, right? So, like, they're trying to do something here with, like, ooh, isn't it cool to be, like, the dark and edgy society where, like, mm-hmm. all of the rules are upside down? And I'm like, but you didn't, I don't know, you didn't go far enough. Because even with Driss, like, the whole point of this book is, like, Driss is so pure and uncorrupted and, like, such a good sweet boy. Because his eyes are purple. Because his eyes are purple. And I'm what like, but why? Why? You haven't explained this to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, you know made apparent in later books but but it's not though because this is his origin story yeah right yeah like this is this is why he was able to leave the dark evil drow society behind and go to the upper world he had compassion because he was nice but it's like okay so either drow there is something like him so nice right like either there is something that could be nice about other drow but it's like and and it's kind of what is posited right yeah like it's stamped out of them by all their rigorous schooling but we don't see that happen with anybody else right like we don't see yeah it's just him and zach yeah and like every other drow is just a shithead from birth everything like so I don't know. It just it just red is very Mary Sue to me, right? Mm-hmm. He's the chosen one. He gets to escape. Though I guess there was another draw that was hinted as like having left whatever men Menzo Baran and on whatever this drow town was. Drow Menzo town. <laughs> yeah. So. There's that whole thing going on. Yes, they they all worship the spider goddess Lolth evil spider lady um there's this guy named the faceless one and house de Erden has contracted him to kill the son of house de ver who is a currently a student at sorcerer which is the magic school um this child's name is alton <laughs> sorry sometimes they just like have really wild like here's an elf name and then other times they're just like hi my name is alton <laughs> A lot of the names I felt like, like Drist, I was like, cool, yes, underground elf name. Lots of Extra Zs, some Ts that don't make sense in there. Mm -hmm. Love it. Not enough And then it's like Malice, which is just a word. That's just a word and we get it. She's bad news, bears. Or also just the name Alice with a mm, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then there's like a lot of the the, um, other matrons are like something fae. Mm-hmm. In a way that sounded like very southern lady to me. Like there's like Gina Fay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mary Sue, but it's <laughs> Right. Like and there's another another one that's Faye. I think the other um, Faye. Yeah. So I'm like So that's you needed to funny. read these out loud a little bit more, I Perhaps. feel like. <laughs> And then there's Zach, which And then there's Zach. But it, it is shortened from Zach Nafane. Zach, yeah, Zach Nafane. Zach Nafane, which sounds a little bit arachnid, Zach Nafane, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll just call him Zach because that's easier. Um, so the faceless one is meant to kill this boy, Alton, uh, but he fucks up and dies instead. And Alton takes the place of the faceless one with help from massage. Mas- m- massage? Massage? Massage. I like massage. That little back rub. Uh, who is the servant of the OG faceless one and also his younger brother. Um, 
So there's that whole that this this comes into play later. I had such a hard time getting into this book. Like the first chapter or two, I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> I was into it immediately. I really? was like, yo, this woman is full on giving birth in the middle of a battle. That this was true. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, Matron Malice, who is the head of House Doerden, which also goes by a different name, which is a lot longer and very elvish. That uh, definitely seemed like a thing where at some point in one D&D book it was written one way and in another D&D book it was like, written actually another way. way. Yeah. And Salvatore was like, I've got this. I can fix it all. I can make it all canon. <laughs> I'll make them just the same, used interchangeably. Um <laughs> Major Malice is in labor at the time of the attack, and she uses her labor pains to launch some sort of huge magic attack on House Dever that, like, makes it so they win. And and her child is born, but it's another son. So this this world, women are the better, and men get treated like poo-poo, which there's a lot of commentary online in book communities about the whole, like, either, like, uh gender side or gender reversal stuff and whether well you know is it is it clever satire or is it man hating women hard to say hard to say say. i do feel like any society that is both that like the main tenants are matriarchal and evil kind of calls into question written by man yeah i mean maybe (laughs) there are other i'm trying to think like of forgotten realms lore because like i haven't like we said i haven't read a ton of the books but obviously we were in the D &D verse enough that like i'm trying to think if i can think of another like specifically matriarchal society off the top of my head i'm sure there is one but when this is the only one presented, it's a little bit. Ugh. It's like yikes. <laughs> okay, we get it. We get it. They're evil. Women okay. can't be trusted with power. Got Women, it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, so sons sons are not good, and in a third son especially is traditionally sacrificed to the goddess Lolth. But then, in the heat of battle, the second boy, which is what they call the second born son, uh, kills his older brother, the elder boy, secretly. And this sacrifice is the sacrifice that they would have done with the third son is satisfied from the oldest son dying. So Driz gets to live and he has special purple eyes. And Malice is also like, I'm not going to have any more children. I am too old I'm too and old. withered. I'm 700 years old. I'm too, I'm past my prime. Can't have any I more baby. Cannot have more babies. And so we much keep, must keep this, this little weirdo. Yes, we need to have power in our home. Our also, house. He does it secretly. The second boy kills the elder boy secretly, yeah. but not super secretly because he is They're sharing all mind melded. Mag- yeah, like each of the sisters are all magically mind melded to one of the brothers or so husband or whatever. So like two of the sisters 100% know what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Drizzt is raised by his youngest sister, Virna. Second who- youngest sister, I thought. Huh? I think Maya's the youngest. Oh, I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> The second youngest sister, Verna, who is real salty about it because she's training to be a high priestess, which is like the clerics of Lolth, I suppose. Um, and base, oh no, I already said that. Draw society is female focused. Men are treated like second classes and they're often Yeah, they just like fucking whip these babies and in, in torture them into obedience. Draw culture is not great. Um, but for the first like 15 years of Drist's life, he's either being raised in seclusion in a temple by his sister um, 
or acting as a servant for others. And then on his 16th birthday, he gets to take his place in House to Erden as the second boy. And then he's like nobility after that. Okay. Also, there's this weird line early in the book. I think it's like when he's a baby where they're mm-hmm. looking at his eyes and uh, Malice is like talking to Vierna and is like, hey, you have to be his ween mom or whatever. Yes. Um, And they're looking at his eyes and Malice is like, don't get any ideas. Don't get turned on. And it's like, like what? That's, what? That's wild. I and miss that. That's nasty. <laughs> like, First of all, he's a baby. He's Secondly, a literal they're child. related. <laughs> like literally, yeah. he was just born. Malice, <laughs> chill. Uh. But his eyes are so beautiful. <laughs> she knew in that moment that he was Gary Stu. Yes. <laughs> all women will love him. Even his own sisters will want to be romantic with him. Gross. Uh, so he comes home and he begins to be trained by his dad, but he doesn't know it's his dad. So again, with, with this whole matriarchal society, uh, the women, they get knocked up and then they are like, you, you as the father, the patron, as they say, cause matrons are the mothers, the patrons are no longer like necessary. Um, you can just go back to whatever it was you were doing beforehand. We will not even tell this boy that you are his son. No, you are his father. <laughs> From what I under, like, I think it's like there is a patron who is the, like, the head of the patrons. Yes, it's like, who, it's who like has some status, situation. but then the mom can still fuck around with yeah. whoever. Because yeah. she was patron to Rizzle or whatever. Rizal, Rizan. Rizan. Like, they were, he was her patron at the time that uh, Drist was conceived and born, but yes. it is Zach who is his father. So, yes. like, so it's like kind of secret, but everybody fucking knew. So like, yeah. what was the point of it being a secret, honestly? Just so he could have that sad, sad reveal. Yeah. I This whole like, I I guess like I could understand this character motivation. I, I It just seems so like pointless, fruitless to me. Like clearly Drist was going to be a good guy his whole life. Did we need to have this whole sad sack situation with him and his patron? I don't. I don't know, man. I thought it was stupid. Um, <laughs> so Zach Nafine, Zach Nafine, Zach is House Jordan's weapons master and all around very good fighter boy. He uh, is a, he is the best fighter even amongst women. And that's that's saying a lot for this culture. Um, he begins to train Driss, and Driss is a prodigy because, of course, he is. He, you know, within months has mastered every single weapon. Um, and he's so good that he can challenge this like four or 500 year old elf man, uh, and you know, hold his own for hours in battle. Uh, and, and then Zach also notices that Driz seems to have like this air of innocence and compassion about him that most drow do not have. And Zach is kind of the same way, but he finds himself unable to act upon these feelings. Um, and he just kills drow for matron malice in battles and shit because he sees killing them as a mercy to help them escape from their society. So that's kind of the way in which he shows compassion, but he knows what he does is wrong and he regrets a lot of his decisions in life, but also like does a little bit to curb it. He's part of the system, man. I don't know, man. He he wants to preserve these feelings in Drizzt and really dreads Drizzt going to school where he thinks they'll beat this compassion out of him by, like, just drilling the, the uh, what are they called? Like, the lessons of Lolth, the tenets of Lolthism. The 
Lolf commandments. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything about, basically, like, drowhood is, like, do what you want, but don't get caught. And if you don't get caught, then it's, like, it, it just, that was the way it always was, right? So, like, the whole thing with House to Erden destroying House to Veer is they did it so completely and they did it so stealthily, like, they covered themselves in darkness and stuff, that it everyone just pretends that that house never existed and every like there's no investigation even though a lower house attacked a a a higher ranked one like they just they just they're like wow that was really well done good job which to me i was if we if we are in a system where things are evil right and Mm -hmm. we're using the classic D D three by three grid i was like where are where are the drow supposed to fall, right? Because like I feel evil like or chaotic. Evil. Yes, this is my question because I'm like, mm-hmm. if they are lawful, like it seems like they are chaotic, right? In terms of, mm-hmm. but they're oh, following the tenets of Lolth, so like, right. It's yes. So I'm like, which one are they? Because if it's like chaotic, it's like, oh, do whatever you want, just don't get caught. That seems like a very chaotic, like modus operandi, right? To mm-hmm. be like, just do whatever you want, just don't get caught. But then they are also so hyper-structured in terms of, like, their st- their hierarchy and whatever. I, like, I feel like you can still follow the tenets of a god if the god is chaotic evil and it mm-hmm. still be chaotic, right? But the fact that they're... They're, they're very strict about it. Strict, yeah. They're so, like, structured and, like, hierarchical mm-hmm. and very, like... Like every, every, everyone has a place and everything has its, you know, you have to listen to this person and that person outranks you and whatever. So I'm like, and every like disobedience has to be met with equal retribution or whatever. So it just, it was very uh, confusing to me in terms of like, it didn't seem to have any logic, like interior consistency, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Where I'm like, which is it? Is it that? you guys are all chaotic and love to be chaos monsters or is it that you all want to follow everything exactly to the letter you know and that includes destroying other people i guess right i don't know because even like the outcomes of the battle are determined on whether or not the house is in or out of favor with Lolth or how much favor they have with her or whatever kind of seems like it's probably just a religious cop out of like yeah Oh, well, you lost, so I guess you're out of favor with Lolf. Yeah, I guess like, Lolf hated you. Though I guess, like, they do seem to have more of a direct line of communication. Yeah, they so. ask Lolf, like, hey, is so-and-so out of favor? But my theory is everyone's always out of favor uh, yeah. with Lolf. Lolf so, doesn't like, like anyone. <laughs> so if they ask, like, hey, can we attack this house? Are they in favor with you? Lolf would be like, yeah, go for Whatever. it, bro. I don't care. Kill Less of you to worry about <laughs> at the end of the day, I suppose. Bring me more babies to eat or something. <laughs> oh um there are like driss goes through like a few quote-unquote life lessons at home that are supposed to like corrupt him essentially or make him fall in line with a more stereotypical male drow but then the lessons stick so like one time he goes to like witness this fight between two minor houses and then the fallout for the losing house is basically they instigated this fight and then they lost it. So then, like, the whole city just fucking murders these people in a very brutal way. Well, <laughs> because like, they didn't, like, fully lose it. They just didn't get every single noble. Yeah. There were, like, three that survived. So, yes. you know, they didn't so do they, a good yeah. job like Dorden did. Yeah. And then, 
And there was another instance where, like, his sisters team up to trick him into killing one of their goblin <laughs> goblin slaves that works for them. And they, like, they turn him into... They, they they seeming him into a yeah, trial. I was going to say they use seeming on him. And <laughs> or whatever the fourth edition version whatever or fourth third edition, edition whatever we were on at this point. And um, they, they're like, you have to fight. You have to fight this drow. And just is like, okay, I'm going to fight him. And then he... He gets he gets it to the point of like okay I've won but then they do mind magic on Drizzt and they're like kill him kill him and he's like no I don't want to and he fights against their powers but then they're too strong and he ends up killing this pretend drow and then his sister's like oh you killed my man now I'm gonna fight you and he fights her and then they all beat him up because they're like don't touch women <laughs> it's like this is yeah <laughs> and he came away from understand. this instance completely unscathed he was like okay. I did not understand what the point of this well, was supposed to be. I don't understand it either. It just it was a real bummer to read from start to end. So like, was the point supposed to be like, oh, you've killed someone? Because he said he's like, I don't want to kill an innocent man. It was supposed to be like he was yeah. corrupted by killing this innocent man. It's like no, because we know he's going to be a good guy at the end, so he doesn't yeah. get corrupted by this. He's just like, oh, okay, well, I, that was bad, but it wasn't really like my choice. And then yeah, his sisters are like, don't hit us, and it's like, well. You, very much you started it but also okay i won't okay. like it wasn't a big deal yeah yeah and zach was like he's probably been changed irreparably and just is like hey can't wait to go to school and learn more stuff just is like i like swords <laughs> <laughs> i won't think about this incident at all for the rest of the book this will have absolutely no effect on me as a person but the sisters were patting themselves on the back they're like we did it girls <laughs> i feel like so much of this book was like Drist being like the the horror of drow society being uh-huh. slowly revealed to Drist. And it's like, buddy, they were never hiding it from you. Yeah. They were never All hiding it from you. All you to do was open you. your eyes and look around, man. And he's like, Did, is this really how drow are? are they really yeah. mini bobinis? And it's like, yeah, yeah, buddy, they've like explicitly <laughs> said that to you multiple times. Remember that time when you were like 10 years old and had to be someone's servant for six years? Remember that? And they treated <laughs> like, you terribly and you could literally only look at your feet for six years because you were a servant. Do you remember that? I think that's <laughs> the problem with this is like Drist never buys into the the... He never buys into the propaganda, right? Like, right. he he never fully buys in, because he's never fully given the propaganda, I guess, because he's like, oh, wait, what? The drow are bad? Who knew? Like, the mm-hmm. drow are going around being, like, actively like, okay, here's the deal. We're evil, and we love it. And Drist is like, hmm, they're probably good people. But I can't believe that this is all there is to the world. <laughs> he never buys into it. So the it's not a... It's not an interesting, like, redemption arc of him escaping. Yeah. Because of him realizing, like, that, yeah, right. there was no moment of like a turning point in his life. He was just like, I right. always have hated this. He's just like, I'm a good, sweet boy who has always been a good, sweet boy and will continue to be a good, sweet boy. I don't yeah. know what you want from me. I don't me. know what to tell you guys. And everyone on both sides are surprised. They're like, what? Driz doesn't like killing people? What? That's this not what I've shocking. heard. I thought he loved it. Just is like, what? I'm supposed to love killing people? No one told me this. Like, that's all they do. They All they do is kill each other. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so, so Drist goes away to fighting boy school. 
even though he's also super good at magic and could also go to magic boy school if he, if he wanted, but he doesn't because mm-hmm. Zach Nefine is his best friend that he idolizes and also secretly his papa. I'm interested to know, because I the thing that I knew about Drist going mm-hmm. into this is he is a drow ranger, right? Yes. And none of this reads ranger to me. None of it. So I'm just he like, if... to be up close and personal. But he has that animal companion, man. That's true. The animal companion did come in at the end there. Um, but I'm wondering if someone were to build Drist in like 5e, uh-huh. what he would be. Because I, I don't Rogue think Ranger he would. multi-class. Right. Like he'd have to multi-class yeah. somewhere because he's also got spells, though. And I know like pre-5e, more classes had access to spells mm. or something, you know. But... Like the type arcane, of spells or no trickster rogue is that what they are? Arcane trickster. Arcane trickster, yeah. Yeah, but that's like I don't know. I, I don't, don't know. know it's just wild. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. He's like a level twenty multi class in like eight things. And by the time he was sixteen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh yeah. I um I wonder if maybe a lot of it is because there's nowhere to shoot arrows <laughs> underground. Like you that's don't have fair. the wide expanses of like. Yeah, Just and we space. haven't really talked about it, but the the drow are like most of their vision is heat based instead yeah, of light based. Infrared or something. Which that's cool, I guess. But yeah, that would make shooting arrows difficult, I imagine. <laughs> Where did it go? Oh, uh, you <laughs> somewhere. You have to like rub it between your palms before you. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But you can't set it on fire because then that'll blind that everybody. That will blind everyone, yeah. yourself included. So, real tricky. Real tricky needle to thread there. Truly. Uh, school is also a fucked up place where, again, the he has a full, like, his first 60 days at school are just lessons of, like, you have to love Lolth and be cutthroat. And everyone who is not a drow is evil and deserves to die. No questions asked. Kill everyone that's not like you. And Drew's like... I can't put my finger on it, but something about this doesn't seem right to me. Something seems strange here. (laughs) Are you guys sure about all this? You're all Hmm. in this for life? All right. I'm the weird one. (laughs) I would be interested because I think that it is accurate to Forgotten Realms lore, right? Like, this part wasn't propaganda that the drow were like, other elves were shitty to the drow before the lull thing, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Which... I could be getting that wrong, but I feel like if that is the case, I mean, it's not good that they started a giant spider cult underground, but also like, you know, be nice to people or else they might go start a giant spider cult underground. come back and get their revenge. You know? (laughs) I think we've all learned a lesson this day. Just everyone always be nice. Everyone be nice or else the spiders will eat you. Spiders will get their revenge. Um... But you know, Driz Driz be, soon becomes the best fighter ever amongst all Drow who have ever lived or ever, ever will live, et cetera, et cetera. He's so good. He's the top of his class. He's the top of the classes above him. He fights everyone in the school and lives. And then at the end of his warrior training, in which people have learned to both fear and envy Driz, he goes to learn some ma- basic magic at the Magic Boy School, and his tutor is none other than Massage. So let's back up and talk about what's been happening there. Um, so if you remember the beginning of the book, Alton Devere 
last of the House of Devere, killed the Faceless One, took his place. He Okay, so the Faceless One is called the Faceless One because his face has been destroyed by acid. He has no face. And so He's Alton... less a face. Yeah. Alton also pours acid on his face to match the previously destroyed face of the Faceless One. Uh, so that's why no one recognizes him. Massage, the Faceless One's servant and younger brother, is in on the ruse and basically says, Alton, I will keep this secret for you if you train me to be a wizard man instead of continuing my length of servitude or whatever. Wonderful. Eventually, Massage's mommy, Sanafe, Sanafe Hunet, (laughs) the matron mother of House Hunet, uh, discovers that the faceless one is not who he says he is. And in fact, the original faceless one is a son of House Hunet. So that was like, and like massage should have said something like probably at any point like by the way you're pretending to be my brother and we're nobility bro <laughs> like took him home for a visit and was like <laughs> it's been 50 years he's been hanging out here alden had no idea <laughs> uh so upon learning who alden actually is matron sanafe cynthia fay cynthia fay adopts him into House Hunet because she wants to take down Matron Malice and House Durden, and this gives her a valid reason to do so, the revenge of House Devere. Basically, everyone is very intimidated by House Durden because they have powerful daughters, they have Driz, who is, like, the strongest, best boy in the world, like, several of the children are masters in their different colleges or whatever and they've got their weapons master they're just really strong uh and house hunet who is ranked above house jordan is worried that house jordan will come for them like they're coming for our necks yeah get them first exactly so blah 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 blah. lots of scheming all this to say massage and alton are given the task of spying on house jordan and namely drizzt who appears to be the darling of the house because of his physical prowess um, and they are strictly told not to kill him yet. This is reconnaissance only. The killing will come later. But guess what Alton fucking does immediately? He's <laughs> like, no, I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to actually try. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill this boy. But he's bad at doing it. Um, and then also Massage kind of like develops this obsession jealousy thing with Driz as he learns more about him, which fuels a lot of his desire to kill him. Because at first he was just like, I don't. I don't give a fuck about these people. Like whatever mommy says massage will do, but like I, I have no personal stake in this. But then as he watches Driz like come up through the, the fighty boy school and then become also very good at magic in the short time that he's there, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill this dick. <laughs> and like, then he does the thing that is absolutely unforgivable. What's that? Be better friends with his pet than his pet is with him. Oh yes. Yeah. That's the whole <laughs> thing is Driz. Driz steals his pet because <laughs> he has a later. magical, a magical uh, summoning statue that mm-hmm. summons a magical, beautiful cat, and the cat loves Driz and doesn't want to fuck with massage. Yeah, pro- probably because massage is like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit," and the cat's like, "I don't like that. I don't like that." <laughs> and Driz rubs my belly. Driz so nice to me. Um. Then 
then there's like this whole scene at the spider temple place is like right before their graduation ceremony they have to go through some whole religious rigmarole where there is some sort of drug induced or magical influence that turns it into one big old orgy and one of the priestesses tries to come on to Drew's and he's like i can't i can't do this and he literally just gets up and runs out of the room which is a huge insult to her classic old school D D, right of like orgies are evil like mm-hmm. you guys are no fun is this a clean <laughs> romance <laughs> uh Driz's sister virna is there and he accidentally says some blasphemous things to her like whatever's happening there is fucked up and so is lolf basically and <laughs> she's like hey can i go show you this real fucked up thing and Driz is like okay they go to they go to this cage where a creature called a drider is held. He it's half drow, half spider. And this is what happens when you piss Lolf off. You don't die, you get turned into this thing. Um Dope. And Fiona's like, Do you like what you see? And Driss is like, This is fucking disgusting and she's like, Good, good luck and she throws him into this cage with the drider who does its best to kill Driss. Like he, he Driss is poisoned and all beat up and stuffed. Uh, and the sister's watching. She's like, yes, this is what you get for your blasphemy. But then Mommy Malice shows up and saves him, mostly because she's like, hey, we can't afford to kill each other right now because we have other people trying to kill us. So maybe after after all this has passed, sure, throw him back into the drider pit. But right now I need all hands on deck. I Thank thought you. I told you my crotch fruits were limited edition. <laughs> and he is our most powerful fighter. I don't know if you've been reading along with me, Vierna, but your younger brother is the strongest of all of us. We need to protect him and have him on our side. So Driss graduates from school. And his next, his next task is to go on patrols in the Underdark. Um... He learns that Zack was an active participant in the big battle between House Durden and House Devere and was actually the one responsible for killing the children. And I think, if I remember correctly, like Zack didn't actually, like, he didn't lay hands on no, children, he but he instigated their death. Because that's, like, the big thing when he thinks that Drist kills a child. Because he's yes. like, I wouldn't kill a kid. I wouldn't steal a car. Would you? Would you download a car? Would you download a car? a car from the internet? Yeah. Would you download a baby? Would you download and then kill it on the internet? <laughs> Oh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> and this is also when Drist finds out about the battle with House Devere in the first place because yeah. he like was unaware that that was a thing. I think. And everyone's like, "You fool! This, this, that's how you lived." Yeah, <laughs> so haven't we told you that grateful. we suck? Yeah. <laughs> so that I you told you lately that we suck. <laughs> what? No, I didn't. I still don't I see it. Know. Like, surely, surely not. This can't be what life is like. There are so many moments in this book where it's like, Drist finally saw for the first time the true horrors of the drow. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, the first time that happened, got it. And then, and then, <laughs> oh, they wanted to save the baby, but they actually put the baby there as bait for the monsters for training. Drist saw the horror for the first time of the drow. <sighs> oh, okay, Drist, I think there's this is- only so many times you can be willfully ignorant. Okay, they're having a big spider orgy. Drist saw for the first time the horrors of the drow. <laughs> I'm like, number one, some of these things are markedly more horrific than others. Yes. Spider orgy, pretty low on my list, if mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest. Killing a baby, yeah, that's not great. I don't love that for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you can only you can only have a big revelation about how terrible your culture is like once, yeah. maybe? Yeah, yeah. Drist is, you know what Drist is? 
He's a goldfish. He can't remember anything. He is a a child of white conservative parents who goes yes. to college and says, yes. "Well, I'm socially, I'm socially, socially liberal, liberal, but fiscally, but fiscally conservative, conservative. You know, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, <Ugh>. so <laughs> wait, you mean that people have to like? pay money in order to get food what that doesn't make sense it always just showed up in my fridge drist saw for the first time the horrors of capitalism (laughs) what do you mean people can't afford the life-saving medications they need because they don't have health insurance that makes no sense to me first time the horrors of capitalism Oh my god. You know, Delightful. one day he'll maybe maybe he'll grow up and he'll read more, get out in the world and he'll maybe. radicalize himself or it could just go completely other way. We don't know yet with Drizzt. <laughs> um so we go through this like if this were a romance novel, this would be the third act miscommunication breakup between him and Zach where <laughs> Drizzt Driz assumes that Zach is this phony. He's a compassionate phony. He really actually hates Drow and loves killing kids. And Zach learns of Driz's accomplishments in school. And he's like, he's been corrupted. He loves to kill kids. <laughs> and they like get real mad at each other. And Zach decides that he needs to kill Driz as a form of mercy. And this is not the first time he has come to this conclusion, but it's the first time he's been serious about going through with it. <laughs> <laughs> even when when Driz was like about to go to school he was like i'm gonna kill him I so he doesn't him. have to go through this and then he's like i love him i can't <laughs> but now you know, he's it's like, like getting bangs sometimes you have to go through a few rounds of exactly. should i get bangs before you commit and mm-hmm. just chop its head off mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a perfect <laughs> how metaphor. are your bangs doing <laughs> real sweaty right now it's hot <laughs> up here <laughs> Oh, uh, so so they're they're mad at each other. There's tension in the house of Durden because of it. Um, and anyway, the patrols are they're pretty much full of Driss just being really strong and powerful, but but sad about the horrors of draft culture. Um, For the first he's very time, reluctant to kill unless it is he is actively dying. <laughs> uh, he's also in the same patrol group as Massage, which is important because. Of as we mentioned, Massage has this like onyx figurine in his possession that's in the shape of a panther, and he can use it to summon a big magic panther from the astral p- plane. And then Driz takes his pet from him, <laughs> which pisses <laughs> Massage off even further. You know, rightfully, rightfully, honestly. yeah, yeah. They eventually go on a mission to the surface to kill a bunch of what they call surface elves. I think they're just regular ass. Like, they they call them elves, and they also call them fae. And I'm like, okay, so is it, like, high elves? I think this is some, like, pre-5e <laughs> yeah. shit that, you know, I think they did elves different. I don't know. Perhaps. Um, they ambush a group of them that are just, like, dancing and having a good time and just massacre this group of elves. Driz does not take part in the killing and actually just pretends to kill one of the small elf children. And he's like, hey, just stay down and I'll, like, make you look all bloody and stuff. I know your mom just died in front of you, but if you could try real hard not to, like, even cry or anything, it'd be great for me, specifically. Uh, and he lies to everyone about it, and guess what? This causes House Jordan to fall out of favor with Lolth, which will be important later. This is also, I think, the actual incident that makes Zach be like, he's too far gone. He killed one child. He killed one child, and I've killed hundreds. I've killed. No, he's never killed a child. Well, That's he's Zach's led to thing. their deaths, specifically he's instigated. He's killed clerics. Their deaths. He's only killed clerics by his hand. 
<laughs> Look, when you're being a drow, sometimes <laughs> lesser two evils, you it's, know? You know what? We all got to have lines in the sand gotta, somewhere. Yep. Got to do what you can do to survive, I suppose. Um, there's also this attack on a group of gnomes, which will probably have an effect on later books, I imagine. But for this book and this episode is mostly important because Drizzt finds himself facing off alone with an earth elemental. And in the middle of this battle, after he's kind of worn out and the earth elemental's worn out, Massage is like, I will now fire a spell that will hit Drizzt, but I'll make it look like it hits the earth elemental just in case it doesn't kill Drizzt. Uh, which doesn't, obviously. And uh, he tries to make it look like an accident, but Driz is like, the fucker just tried to kill me. <laughs> I hate him. Not really, though, because I have compassion. Instead, he's like, good sweet boy. I, I think Massage tried to kill me, but I don't know. File that away for a later day. I'm still unsure about how I feel about him. <laughs> it could be I nice. I do like his pet. <laughs> his so, pet okay. is my only friend. <laughs> Then Matron Malice and her priestess daughters have a ceremony to try and get in touch with Lolth to see if Lolth will tell them who plots against them. Because at this point they're like, there are rumors that someone is plotting against House Doerden. These rumors have been going around for like 20 the years. The whole book. Earth yeah, culture. Whole Earth culture. Elf culture is weird. They're all so <laughs> old that like, what is time to them? Um <laughs> So they find out they 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 do this little ceremony and one of Loth's like handmaidens pops up. She's like, "How fucking dare you bother me? What do you want?" They're like, "Please, we need to hear from Loth who it is that plots against us." And Loth shows up. She's like, "Don't ever fucking bother me again with a question you already know the answer to." And then she disappears. And they're like, "Someone in our home knows. Who could it be?" This is a hundred percent the answer Loth gives to everyone, yeah. regardless of question. Yeah. She's like, you already know. Search inside you to find the answer. Goodbye. Figure <laughs> it out, fuckos. Don't bother me. I've got little children to eat. Thank you. I'm getting a pedicure on all, all eight of eight. my legs. <laughs> Not simultaneously, though. I need this to take forever. Um, so they question everybody in the house, and Drew's is like, "Well, I think, well, I think Massage tried to kill me when I was fighting an Earth Elemental," and they're all like, "House Unet, we must destroy them! Ah, everyone, gather your forces!" And then they have a second ceremony to learn. They like, th- they want to know, like, how likely is it that we'll win? Does Loth favor us or not? And they learn that they have lost favor with Loth because of someone in the house's actions. And again, it's like the same shitty answer of like, you already, you already fucking know. know so you don't know bother me. Figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out. It's not my problem. <laughs> Do you know how long it takes don't to bother. pedicure a spider like I've had this appointment set up for eons. Please, please. There's no toenails. You have to coat the entire thing in nail polish. <laughs> Take several layers. Our spider legs are black. Not many colors show up. On as soon as I bend legs. them, it cracks and falls off. It's like, why did I do this? So many bottles. <laughs> um, so they decide to spy on Zach and Drizzt. They do scrying on them. And Zach and Drizzt are finally in the middle of the fight that they've been promising to have. They're like, they came across each other in the hallway one day and they were like, we have some unfinished business. I'm like, you guys haven't talked in like two decades, but sure. Unfinished business. They're like, hey, here you kill babies now. Hey, hey here you've you always kill killed babies. <laughs> and then they get in a fight and they're both like, oh, I don't kill babies. Oh, like, I don't kill babies don't either. Like, oh, and, and then Zach is like, I'm your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so they're friends again. Zach, uh, Driss is so happy. 
But Matron Malice overheard that whole fucking conversation. And she's like, well, that's why Loth is pissed, pissed, so we gotta figure out what to do with this problem. Gotta kill someone. Who's it gonna be? Um, That night, Driss sneaks out of the family house to clear his mind. He's trying to figure out, like, can Zack and I escape? Or, like, how am I gonna deal with the fact that this is my life for the next 1,000 years? Like, what is gonna happen? Because Zack is basically like, hey, I know this is bad. I'm happy that you aren't evil, but we live in an evil society, and that's just kind of the situation. Yeah, you got to learn and to make peace with that, man. You just kind of have to do the best and, like, mitigate as much evil as you can yeah. by, like, only killing adult clerics or whatever instead of children. Um, <laughs> Whereas Drist is like, now that there's two of us, we can take over draw society. We're going to kill them <laughs> now all. That, now that there's two of us, we can implement real change. <laughs> uh, we can invent a patriarchy. They also briefly consider, like, where could we go elsewhere? Everywhere else in the Underdark is full of monsters, which is, like, you're both really good at killing monsters, so that kind of seems like it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. Um, Or you could just go live with those dwarves that you cut the arms off of earlier. Gnomes, but yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And then they're like, we could go, we can't go to the above ground because the sun will burn us. And I'm like. Because we're vampires. I'm like, I get, because the drow do have issues with the sun Mm -hmm. in this book. But like I don't know, go to go to bed during that time. Go to, yeah, have have Vampires neither of you read Dracula? It. You just right. get a coffin and you lay in it during the day. Also, vampires do exist in D anD D, so yes. like, just go hang out with them. Go to Barovia, knock on Strahd's door, be like, "Hey, yeah. what's up? I hear you have a cool cellar. We can we borrow can it? Can we also stay there? And if not, we'll <laughs> fight you for it. We're not super into your whole, like, stealing innocent women thing. No. But, you know, also we probably have fucked up ideas of gender because we've been in this weird, yeah. like, anti-man society all the time. So maybe we can overlook it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they all learned together and created a beautiful yeah. found family. Yes. <laughs> this is what we need. <laughs> Precious. <laughs> uh, so Driss is out, like, trying to clear his mind, and he's attacked by Alton and Massage, who have, like, finally come to assassinate him. So the fight starts with Massage. He's like, hey, Magic Panther, you know what's going to really make Driss sad is if you go and kill him. And the Panther can't disobey him because he has the Onyx figurine. So the Panther's like, aw, shucks. And he goes off to find Driss to kill him. Uh, but Driss isn't like a little bit of a pickle. He's like being attacked by another monster and the panther saves his life. And Driss is like, no, you don't have to kill me, panther. We could defeat him with the power of friendship. But And now the panther is his instead of Massage's. And then Massage and Alton battle Drizzt and the panther. But obviously Driss and the panther win because they have plot armor. Because they're the good guys. They're the good guys, of course. Um, and then Driss goes back to House Jordan and he's like, yo, I ended up killing Massage and Alton. And, and Driss is like, I shall never kill another drow. And I'm like, I'm sure that comes up yep, at some point I'm in sure the books. It'll never <laughs> happen again. Uh, and Driss is like, or no, Major, Major Malice is so pleased. She's like, please join us as a weapons master. And Driss is like, um, why isn't Zach our weapons master? And also, where is he, by the way? The whole family is here but him. What's going on? And Major Malice is like, don't worry about it. And Driss is like, no, actually, I will worry about it. And Matron Malice is like, fine we heard about how you didn't really kill that elf child and loth wanted to be appeased so zach was like no take me instead of him so he's dead now nbd but we really could use a weapons master what do you say <laughs> <laughs> just is like 
fuck you, fuck Drows, I'm out. And he runs away from home. The end. <laughs> he goes to the surface where we were previously told he could never survive, but I guess he can but he and can it's fine. <laughs> and probably always could because of his magical eyes. Not really sure. Yeah, his eyes. What can they see that we don't? Cool. Niceness. Good in the world. Yeah, I, I, this wasn't a bad book by any means, um, but it's, it's a little bit aged, Mm -hmm. uh, not well. And it's a long series, so like, whatever. Will I read more of them? Maybe. Maybe someday. I would certainly watch a mini series. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. I'm looking on, okay, I'm looking on uh, Storygraph just to see, like, the different Driz books. It goes 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 13, and then 31. How many of these books are there? <laughs> Surely not uh, 30, 31. I think there's 33. Holy shit. That's there's so many. There's 30-some, yeah, that are Drist, about Drist. But, again, I think that's a lot of, like, he has different arcs him. and sort of, like, you don't have to necessarily read every single one. Gotcha. I mean, I guess you have a very long, full life if you are an elf. Yeah, got a lot of stuff to get through. A lot of things to go through. Um, so cool, yeah, neat. Well, we'll be checking back in with TTRPG books in a in a bit here. So next week we will be back with another Meow Meow Monday with Warriors, number five, A Dangerous Path. Mm. Uh, the week after that, we're going to be wrapping up the clean romance unit yes the final book what are we reading for that anna well i had a little bit of trouble with this one so i have some options um okay. for you because the thing the thing with this the genre or what we're trying to get at with this unit specifically is like looking for books that are purposefully clean mm-hmm. um and and it's hard to tell without having read the books and i don't really want to do another christian romance you know sure. inspirational romance um, and we didn't want to do historical so i have three contemporaries here two okay. have which two of which have won swoony awards which are like specifically awards for clean romance novels okay um i also i also thought of like going with a book that had like an ace main character but mm. then i was like that feels a little bit like cheating in our favor <laughs> like that's right. not going to be like what that's the vibes are really going for, and also there romance. can be sex. In that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so here are two options. I have one swoonies, and then here is the one that is uh, just a clean romance. I have found. Okay. And I'll give you like just a couple guidelines here. This is a book about next door neighbors, uh-huh. uh, and she doesn't want she's coming from a breakup and doesn't want to have a rebound okay this one is about two people who end up getting together because of an accidental texting situation okay and this last one that isn't a swoony award but it's still clean romance is about a woman who has a bucket list of things that she's trying to knock off and one of them is to kiss a handsome stranger and i think they're on a cruise okay here's my thoughts the Mm -hmm. third one involves kissing as a main plot point yes it's not clean not clean romance okay fair um fair i would prefer the second one based on those descriptions but i worry that i might have read it already okay 
I didn't let's... see you have. Re- I didn't see you review this one, but it okay. may have been from a past. All right, let's go number two. We'll Door go number, number two. two. Okay, so number two is called "The Accidental Text" by Becky Monson. Okay. Yeah, sounds like she. Oh, so she's like texting. Her mom has passed, and she's texting her mom's old phone number, but then it gets reassigned, and she starts oh. like developing a friendship with that person. With her mom. With her mom. She's a ghost. Uh huh. It is. She's like, don't have sex. <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So hopefully it, hopefully it like, I don't know. I don't want to say like, I want it to be like preachy in one way or another, but we are trying to check off some boxes. So apologies if it doesn't, but you know, it's won an award for being a clean romance. So I feel like that's at least half the, half the uh, rec- requirements right there. Yeah. In the meantime, if you have any books or units you would like for us to cover on the podcast, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, we'll turn you into a dryer and won't that be sad for you? Oh, no. Oh, no. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you would like. In the words of R.A. Salvatore, only 22 of the original 25 in Drift's class remained. One had been dismissed and subsequently executed for a foiled assassination attempt on a high-ranking student. A second had been killed in the practice arena, and a third had died in his bunk of natural causes. For a dagger in the heart, quite naturally, ends one's life. (laughs) Welcome back, (laughs) literates. The problem was the first thing that popped in my head was to say good morning, like, like good Good morning morning, Vietnam. Good morning. But then I was like, no, obviously that's incorrect. So then I tried to just go straight through it. But then I laughed. Could tell before you even started, it wasn't going to be a full run. You were already laughing before you started. It's laughing on the inside. Uh, Okay. We got this. Welcome back, literary slummers, to another. <laughs> Don't nod at me! Don't nod at me! I have to give you good feedback. <laughs> I'm not a big dumb baby! I was sabotaging. Uh, okay, 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 I got okay. It. This time, don't look at me. Mm-hmm. Just look mm-hmm. at the mic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm not even gonna look at the camera. Don't, okay. okay. Welcome back, literary. <laughs> Fuck! We're, we're, we're cursed now. We're cursed. We're not going to pull out of it. All right. Okay. Welcome back.